Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. This is brought to you by the Connected Leaders Academy. I have an extraordinary, extraordinary friend of mine uh, connected through the Business Leaders Network, Michael Velines, and he is amazing. In May 2018, at a doctor's visit, Michael was told that he has multiple sclerosis. That changed his life forever. From Michael's diagnosis, it has become his life's mission to improve his diagnosis. Not only that, in 2022, he started working with others, teaching them what he has learned that helped him out to improve and work towards improving and changing 2 billion people's lives, giving them the ability to change and take control of their own diagnosis and health. Welcome to the Bomb family, and thank you so much for accepting my invitation on this podcast today. How are you, Michael? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So we met about a month or two ago um, through the Business Leaders Network, um, through JR Spears and the wonderful community that he has, and we had a you know, a meeting, a one-on-one, kind of like a virtual coffee, just kind of chatting it up and just learning your story. And, you know, obviously we shared each other's stories, but your story was definitely fascinating for me and what I believe is needed in our world today. So Michael, take us back to, um, to that visit and, you know, what, what did it do for you uh, to know what you, you know, what you were diagnosed with and what mindset were you in to even take it further and make something so special? So, I mean, so anytime you're diagnosed with something like multiple sclerosis, for the people out there who don't know, basically what happens is the doctor walks into the room says you have multiple sclerosis and then you maybe have a 15 minute conversation with him he goes here's a bunch of the medications that I want you to be on or here's a list of them you pick and choose which one you want and he walks out of the room so when the doctor tells you all that your mind kind of goes blank and you just wonder like what's next like is that it like that's all I have to do is like take medication or whatever it is and then that's it and you sort of left disempowered and I can remember um in a car ride having a conversation with my dad And my dad went, Michael, you can keep on doing what you're doing right now and you'll end up in a wheelchair. Or you can take control of your health. There are some people that they've made changes in their health and their lifestyle and they're living symptom-free. It's your choice. You get to decide. So at that moment, after... Thinking about it for a little while, I went, all right, like, 
it's time to make that decision and change. I had planned this like this entire month long joyride of, of all this food and stuff that I knew that I couldn't eat once I made the change and alcohol and whatever else. And then after that, I was like, it's time to change. That is awesome. That is actually so inspirational that some people can get lost in their feelings and not know exactly what to do, but you accepted it and you had a game plan. And I love that your dad gave you that choice. He made you really think about, you know, what's next. It's your, it's your decision. It's your life. You know, how are you going to handle it? You could have totally uh, given up and just continue to live the life you were living and not make an impact in other people's lives. But you decided to say, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to do what I have to do for however long it is, but I am finally making the decision to make a difference. And how was that journey when you started putting the pieces together? Like, what did you have to do on your end to get you prepared for the future? I think so. I think a lot of the decision came down to, I ended up spending, I think it was a couple of weeks after the diagnosis, I ended up spending a while walking around an art museum. I was just looking at all the paintings, kind of thinking about all the stuff that had happened. I can remember sitting down on a bench and just going, well, I can either become a victor or I can become a victim of everything that's happened. And I went, all right, this is the step forward. And I chose to become a victor over what was happening because after the doctor's diagnosis, a lot of people get stuck in a medical matrix to where you're given whatever it is and you just accept it. Then after what my dad told me and then just making that decision, I went, let's become a victor, break out that matrix. And then I immediately changed up my diet. I went on a anti-inflammatory elimination diet and then at one point I was seeing a functional doctor they helped me out a lot but I took everything that I learned from all those people and then I just became this health slash self-improvement junkie to where I just like Let's because I came to the conclusion that my MS might get worse because there's a lot of people who end up bed bound or in wheelchairs or something else. I went, my diagnosis might get really, really worse, but at some point it's going to get better. I don't know when that is. And so everything in life is a, everything in life is a chapter. Some chapters are longer than other chapters, but I was like, I don't know how long this chapter is going to last, but let's make the best out of it. And I decided if my body was going to get a lot worse, then I had to get 
better mentally to make up for it. So I went, let's just go on self-improvement, learn what I have to do to improve my own diagnosis. And then that led me to where we are today. And you know what, when we talked, we didn't get this deep into, uh, into, you know, the, the steps that you had to take to get where you're at. So I'm so even more inspired, um, just chatting with you right now. And to look, sometimes you have to take yourself to that safe place where you can let all your thoughts actually run its course so that you can pick and choose how you want to move forward. And I just, you know, loved your process. I love that you, you thought about it. You didn't stay dwindling in, you know, this diagnosis, but before we get into any more questions, can you just educate uh, me and our listeners a little bit about what uh, MS does to your body? Like what kind of diagnosis is it? Uh, what can possibly happen if you don't take care of it? And then we'll get into um, a little bit more of what you have going on today. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So multiple, so all the autoimmune conditions, I don't use the word, a lot of people say autoimmune disease or disorders. I don't like that because there are people getting um, there are people changing their diagnosis that I've talked to a bunch of people who, when you get diagnosed, how they diagnose you is the common steps are that they do blood work, they do an MRI, and they do a lumbar puncture. And then from all of those three, they diagnose you. And so when they do an MRI, they see a lot of white matter that's on your head or your spine, and they call those lesions, and they're just hard spots um, on your brain. And depending upon where they are, that's where your MS affects you. So no two patients are the same, but there's some people who lose their um, their ability to walk. There's some people who lose their eyesight. There's some people who become bed bound. And then um, a lot of other, um, a lot of other categories, depending upon where those lesions are on your body. And then, so what MS does is all the autoimmune conditions attack different parts of your body. And MS attacks the myelin sheath that's around your nervous system. And what the myelin sheath is, it's like this fatty covering that covers all your nerves. And um, MS just wears that down to where that disappears over time. Wow. Thank you so much for, you know, giving us some insight on that. Um, I I knew that it affected, you know, parts of the body and some people um, are, you know, are affected differently, but didn't know that, you know, their lesions and, you know, kind of the details that you shared with us. So thank you so much for educating us on that. So what is your, 
Thank you. So what is your purpose? What is your mission? How are you educating others? And is it just on MS or is it on other um, conditions? So, um, so, I mean, I have multiple sclerosis, so I know the most about multiple sclerosis, but my mission is to impact, affect, and change 2 billion people's lives, giving them the confidence for everyday life through diet, stress management, and lifestyle so that they can live to their full potential for the reason that God created them for. There's a lot of uh, a lot of different factors that come into play when dealing with multiple sclerosis or any autoimmune condition. The main, the big goal is to at some point bleed into other autoimmune conditions and help out everybody improve their conditions, both physically with their bodies and spiritually, because we all, because we are spiritual beings and there's to really heal that, um, you need to really get into the parasympathetic, the sympathetic and all the other, and you have to retrain your nervous system along with everything else. So your body, your diet, stress, your lifestyle, all that bleeds into that. And um, so you just, when you know better, you do better. And you educate and you teach people as much as possible through all of that diet and stress management. They're easy steps that you can take to, it might sound complicated, but they're easy steps that you can take to improve your own life. And then from that, you can, there's a lot more when it comes to the lifestyle, like your environment, environment, the world that you're in. And then that's where all your different sympathetic and parasympathetic and all the other forms come in and the modalities, all those help bring your body into a state where it can heal and really get better. Awesome. Would you agree that sometimes like you made a comment about, it sounds like a lot or it sounds hard, uh, but it's really easy. Do you agree that individuals make it harder on themselves? Um, and why would you, um, not why would you, but do you think that we just make things hard on ourselves when we get these type of this type of news in our life? And, you know, how, how would you have someone really kind of like, what is the first step that they need to do once they receive a diagnosis of any kind? I think, so I think we do make it harder on ourselves. Some of it's from um, just information overload, probably. And some of it is 
the majority of people don't know what multiple sclerosis is. So when the doctor walks in and says, you have multiple sclerosis, the majority of people are like, what is that? And then you read online and you see people, if it gets really bad, then people end up in wheelchairs. They end up bedbound. I know one guy and his wife has been on heavy pain meds for so long that all of her teeth is dry rotted out of her mouth. And just these extreme cases that you read. And then on the other side of the coin, like you really dig deeper, then you've got Matthew Embry's, the Terry Walls, you have me, you have a ton of others, and you see people changing their lives. And some of it is a personal decision because what what is above is down below. I had a friend who's a coach say that. I thought about that. I was like, what's above is down below? Because a lot of the times people, they hear something and they accept the diagnosis. And then they go, okay, this is the only thing I have to do. And then they keep on getting a little bit, their condition just keeps on progressing. And then they're upset and they're not getting any better. And then you hear people who go, there's, um, there's a coach, I think her, I forget her name, but she was in a marriage and her husband walked out of the marriage. She was bedbound. Mm. And then she went, I can't let this happen to me, my kids. So she eventually figured out how to walk again. And she got up and she turned her diagnosis around. So if so, a lot of it just depends on the person and whether you accept it or not. And if you choose to take the steps to improve your own life. That's beautiful. So basically what you're saying is don't accept a diagnosis at face value. Do your research. Definitely attempt to win over this diagnosis. Don't let the diagnosis win over your life. Never give up and just take action because there's always going to be hope. Um, Sometimes we find these diagnoses too late, but sometimes we do find them early enough to do what we need to do to take the action. And I, I, I'm just so grateful to be, you know, knowing you to, you know, now having, you know, a connection with you, Michael, because you have inspired me because there's so many people that are just going through life existing with no diagnosis, right? They're healthy. They're just doing life. And, you know, sometimes we're just complaining about the craziest things we don't need to complain about. Right. And for you to just face this head on and say, you know what? MS is not going to take over my life. I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to make a difference and make an impact. Like that has huge, that's priceless, but it has huge amount of value to be able to do that. 
how would you, I, I just, you know, just how does leadership in your own life and for our listeners, how is leadership so important to just take control of what you can possibly do just to, to live life and not just exist? Yeah, thank you. So I think a lot of it comes down to whenever I think of my heroes in leadership, I think of, well, my dad's a huge one. And I think of like the Jaco Willinks with extreme ownership and the Simon Sinek's the eat, leaders eat last and um, people like Jordan Peterson and people who really talk about how there's this huge group of people who go, you take control of your own life. Like you take responsibility of everything that you do, whether you like it or not. Even the Grant Cardone's is famous saying that I accept full responsibility and I take ownership of the situation. And, and even the Jocko Willings with extreme ownership to where you take responsibility of whatever is going wrong and if anything went wrong that you apologize for it and you take that step to where you go, hey, this is in control. We might, I'm, I can't control the weather or I can't control necessarily my condition. Like I can't control that I've been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, but I can control what I do forward. I listen to a lot of men or other people and I hear guys, they go, well, you got to live a little bit. And they, they're always talking about going out to eat with their significant others or they went to some brewery or somewhere drinking alcohol and all this stuff that causes extreme inflammation and and then I'm thinking my definition of living a little is not doing that stuff and really honing in on my diet, my environment, everything else because I still want to walk and I still want to work and I still want to help out others. So I'm going to take extreme ownership of the situation. I'm going to control everything that I can in my life. And I'm going to change my diagnosis as much as possible and be my MS. Absolutely. Yes, you will. And you have been. And I definitely admire you for everything. And you said something earlier, which I don't want to forget about touching base on this, because this is what I live by. And you said that we write our chapters, right? One chapter at a time. And it, it's important to me because every day is a new opportunity to change that path, right? We're giving every day is a new New Year's resolution. We don't have to wait till December 31st. Every day you have a new opportunity to change the trajectory of your life. And it, it was important that you said that about writing your chapters. How... Yeah. How many chapters have you written 
as far as your life? How many shifts, how many changes? Um, and do you ever, do you ever feel like giving up? And if you do, why? And if you don't, why? I, I don't think any of us can really know how many chapters we've written, but I lived in three different states. I was born in Ohio. I lived in Idaho for eight years. And then I've been in Louisiana for about eight years. And as I look at all those states, I go, this part of my life was in this state, this part here, and then this part was in this state. But I think all of that, that I can see different parts of my life getting formed from all those different states. Like um, a lot of the discipline that I started form was a bunch of that. I think that when you go up, that you pick up certain, that you have certain characteristics that come out more and more. And there are certain things that define you. And as you grow older, that those sort of go through the fire and then they come out on the other side and just, um, I'm on the high end spectrum of autism and Asperger's. So I can see all that stuff because I've always had, well, growing up, I had issues learning and I worked on that a lot and I've changed a lot of that. But looking back to all those struggles and things that I went through, all that's helped shape me into who I am right now because I'm like, oh, like all of that having to work harder than everybody else. When I started working in industrial construction, I was one of the hardest working guys on the job site. And so I was like, might not be the best guy on the job site for some jobs, but I'm going to be known as one of the toughest, one of the hardest working guys on the job site. So I gained that. And then when I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I was like, you know what? Maybe day drinking, smoking cigars, being this really, really tough guy. Maybe that doesn't really serve me anymore. So I'm going to take on a new personality, become a better version of myself, and then sort of keep on refining that to where I become that because diamonds are created under pressure, become that diamond to where, hey, like this is the new me. I listen to a lot of people and they go, well, like I can't do this stuff that I did in the past. Like I miss the old me. I'm like, oh, hold on. The old you, that's, that's kind of not necessarily dead. But that old you's changing. There, there's a new you. That new you can be better than the old you. Like, stop looking at your past as this glorified thing of who you used to be. Who can you be right now? 
And that version of you, that can be better than that old version of you. Oh my God, Michael, you are definitely a diamond for sure in my eyes and to our listeners and to those that are going to be impacted by your wisdom, by your heart and by everything that you are doing. So I just want to thank you. You just gave me goosebumps. Uh, That was amazing. I think that was probably the best version of telling someone about your old you and the new you. I I just love everything you just dissected that, you know, you just getting better. It's not dead, but it's improving, right? It's making it a diamond. And Michael, how can our listeners get a hold of you? How can they connect with you? Give us some of your handles and definitely share that with me so I can add it to the description uh, once I post this everywhere, because this is a definite must listen to episode of Bomb with you, Michael. Thank you. So the best ways to get in touch with me are I do a lot of things through Facebook. So my Facebook profile page, and then I the majority of the stuff that I'm posting on Facebook, post on Instagram as well, Michael J. Valines. And then my phone number is 208-242-6947. That if there's anybody out there that I can help and be a service to, don't be afraid to give me a call or a text or anything like that. And let's get in touch. Let me see how I can help you get to your full potential to um, my definition of success is living to your full potential for the reason that God created you for. And I love that definition of success because it's something that we all can do because we all have a chance to live to our full potential and whatever the reason that you've been put on this earth to do that. That's not wrong. It's, right for you and just keep on going. Don't quit. Awesome. I love that personal number. Text him, call him. He is truly amazing. And I am so glad that I, you know, learned even more about you, which I love doing these podcasts and just inviting people that are just making a difference that are just out here as a servant leader and just doing everything they can to to empower others and instill that hope in others that, you know, may have lost hope or don't know where to turn to. So thank you so much, Michael, for joining uh, the episode of Bomb. Um, Any final words that you want to tell our listeners? Uh, I would say that, um, that if you have multiple sclerosis or a different autoimmune condition, that don't give up hope that you can improve and you can get better. I know people who have gone from being in their bed to changing their diagnosis and turning things around. And when you learn the steps and the things that you need to do to really take care of your health, that you can improve in you can change everything that's going on and you can really just make a difference in your life 
in other people's lives and for everybody else that we all have a reason we were put here on this earth, whether you believe yours was to be a good dad or a good mom. I listen to a lot. I've talked to a lot of women and I'll listen to them and they go, the, they always talk about how they've got kids that they have to take care of and all this other stuff that piles up. And I go, hold on. Like I've talked to a bunch of moms for homeschool. And I was like, I was homeschooled all my life. Like it's not a bad thing or they take care of the home or they're working full-time or whatever it is. I go, Hey, like my mom was a stay at home mom. And I know people who have worked a lot, like don't give up on your purpose. Like you're fulfilling a mission. Like don't give up on your dream because you're the only person with your dream. And if you give up on your dream, then that'll never happen. And you never know who's looking at you and who you're going to inspire, whoever you are, by the life that you live and just live your life as best as you can and be the most authentic version of yourself. Thank you so much, Michael. That was Michael Valine. Definitely connect with him on Facebook, Instagram. Again, call him, text him. He is just such an inspiration. Thank you for listening to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset. If you are craving the next step in your personal and professional growth, if you are excited to level up your leadership and influence, if you're dedicated to developing new skill sets, and you love surrounding yourself with servant leaders and driven entrepreneurs just like you, the CLA is the next step in your journey. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset. As I always say, have a great day and make it count.